Dear Mentors, I am a high school teacher who has started the year out with distance learning. My students are expected to sign on to Zoom with me each day, then do some work on their own later. While attendance to my classes is pretty good, I'm disappointed in my students' lack of involvement. Most of my kids do not turn on their camera screens. More than half never speak during our Zooms, and about a third of them haven't finished even one assignment. What can I do? In the classroom, most kids were active participants and enjoyed coming to my class. What actions can I take to get the students more engaged in my live lessons? How can I make them interested enough to take part in my class? With regards, Tired Teacher. Welcome to our second episode of AMA Mentors. I'm Marcia Carrillo. And I'm Debbie Mitchell, and we are the AMA Mentors. We'd like to remind you, if you have a question and you're an educator and you have a question you'd like us to answer, please hit us up, DM us on Twitter at AMA Mentors. You can email us at amamentorspodcast at gmail.com or record a quick voice memo um, of your question and email that to us at amamentorspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and we may even feature your question on the air. So Marsha, what do we want to talk about today? I want to talk about how we can get variety into the distance learning and get teachers to work less. Um, something that we're um, real excited about is sparking curiosity with students. And in fact, Ramsey Musalam, uh, Musalam maybe, he has a book called Spark Learning, and he's been sending out a daily newsletter about what he's doing in science, and he's kind of got me um, ready to share some of that. You know, Marsha, that's um, like one of my favorite movies is Dead Poets Society, and Robin Williams does so much for those students in his class uh, to spark their curiosity. One scene that really um, stands out to me in that movie is he, uh, I mean, besides him standing on the desk, um, he has the students take their poetry anthology and tear out the introduction. So he has them start reading it and it's kind of boring and pedantic. And then he just says, okay, I want you guys to rip those pages out. And they all look at him like, He's from Mars or something. And then he just says, no, go ahead, rip them out. And they all rip out the pages. Um, that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Um, so thinking about student engagement, here's some things that you might check. So do I grab their attention right at the beginning of class and spark their curiosity? We have some ideas for that. Is there an activity or a simulation or some kind of hands-on lab for them to do something that again sparks their curiosity sparks their interest and do I provide an opportunity for relationship building you know so many of us feel so isolated as we talked about in our last episode um, students want that opportunity to build a relationship with you and with each other and we need to think about how we can provide that for them 
So Marsha, what are, what are your thoughts about sparking curiosity? I know you have some great strategies. Well, I'm going to call it this week, Marsha's favorite five. So we've been trying these things out in the classroom. These are all field tested with our teachers and even um, uh, with teachers, but with students. And we've used some of these in professional learning, but then our teachers have tried them and they are working well. Um, one is, number one is virtual scavenger hunt. Virtual scavenger hunt. Giving students one minute um, this was one that we did the other day. Find something squishy and find something cold. You have one minute. Then you put the students into a breakout room and they say, this is what I found. So it can be anything um, where the answer will always be different for almost everybody. There's no wrong answer and it gets kids maybe out of their chair to go run and find something. That sounds like a great strategy. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, and then they share it with each other or they could even uh, take a picture um, and post that in a shared document. That sounds like a, a good relationship builder. Yes. And um, number two is, which some of you might have heard, but sometimes in distance learning, we're, we're forgetting about some of our most successful startups. Which one doesn't belong? is actually a website, which one doesn't belong. And they're already made for you. And there's four squares of images. And again, there's no wrong answer. What the student has to do, and it raises the DOK, is they have to give evidence or reasoning as to why doesn't that one belong based on whatever the teacher wants them to um, learn that day. Might just be something fun might be food items, but it might have to do with content. And actually each student makes their own slide or responds. And so students are engaged for, you know, 15, 20 minutes doing that. Um, Marsha, you mentioned DOK. Um, can you explain what that means, raising the DOK? Yes. Yeah, so depth of knowledge, you know, when we, um, just ask a comprehension question, we're at DOK1. How can we bump that up? We need kids to elaborate on an answer. We need to get them explaining. Of course, a great way to do this also is through, by using Flipgrid or any of the different video elements is make kids say, I pick A because of this, 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 and this. And now you've got them explaining and then they get to listen to all of their uh, classmates, too. Okay, what's strategy three, Marsha? Number three, would you rather... Now we're in Halloween month, okay? If, if Let's not forget, kids aren't sure if they're going to get to trick-or-treat. We also like to remember the Day of the Dead. That's big in our community, um, celebrating um, the lives of people who have passed. And so you can use that as part of you. Would you rather, would you rather um, go to the beach or the mountains? You can use that in your uh, content area too. Um, would you rather swim in a pool or the lake? You know, so this makes students again, they have to pick what they would rather do and it gets them going 
onto the content of the day or the lesson of the day. But what it is, is we're getting them to explain their thinking. That's right. Explaining your thinking, raising the level of DOK, as well as um, engaging students. Um, It could also, you know, it's great at the beginning of class. also makes a great exit ticket, you know, on their way out, sharing something like that. Also great. And I love that these strategies can be used at all grade levels. I've seen elementary teachers using them and Marshall's seen high school teachers using them. Um, What's strategy four? Okay. I'm going to have to say everybody needs to get Pear Deck. So there is a free version. It uses Google Slides and it allows students. So you've got your Google Slides and you just add Pear Deck. It lets you ask questions. Students can draw, respond. It makes the lesson a lot more engaging for students. And one of the things I think is doing, the reason I'm saying favorite five is, what if you did one of these each day of the week? That's variety is always the spice to having fun as a teacher and a student. If you're doing the same thing, if you're using Pear Deck every day, that's not that fun. But throw in a Pear Deck. Nearpod is, is similar. Um, and there is free versions of both. And I'd like to encourage you to try those. My last one is quizzes. The website quizzes. Um, I'll go ahead and give a shout out to John Carippo with Edu Protocols. He likes to call it fast and curious. So he uses it like- as a startup to a lesson. So maybe the students have never heard of this topic that you're going to teach them about photosynthesis. They, they don't know anything about it. They've never heard it. You give them a quizzes, maybe 10 questions on photosynthesis. Then you go over the answers and you use it as a teaching and we take it again and they get to see how much better they've done. And maybe we take it again. And that's the lesson for that. the day. Fast and curious. is that awesome? awesome? I love to spark students curiosity and I'm a curious person myself and I know Marsha is too I just like to learn something new and that that's a great strategy um not just as an assessment but as a teaching tool as well that is a great strategy one of the things that Ramsey really sold me on and it's and again I'm thinking how do we work less all of these things I talked to you about are basically making one slide okay And what he'll show is you start the lesson with a very shocking picture. And then we ask questions like, what do you notice? What do you wonder? What questions do you have? And we give students an opportunity to ask those in a variety of different ways through the chat or through a Google form. And then we can, we've already got students engaged in doing something. You know, we have to remember what is engagement, Debbie. What well, would you? Well, I like to define engagement like to define as engagement? every student does everything. You know, in our um, face-to-face classrooms, sometimes people confuse engagement with compliance. Um, a compliance student maybe listens, nods their head, follows along, um, but an engaged student does everything that you ask and is engaged intellectually. So the classroom may not be quiet. It may actually be kind of a noisy place. And I've noticed a lot of our Zoom classrooms seem to me to be fairly quiet. You know, we were asking students to mute themselves. 
Um, so we need to find those opportunities for students to demonstrate their engagement. And I know it's it's a big problem that teachers are reporting students are coming, but they're not answering questions or they're not turning on their cameras. And so they don't have any way of knowing if they're actually engaged. So we, we need to use some of these strategies that um, Marcia suggested. And I know you guys probably have great things that work with your students as well. Um, uh, but try some of these things um, and you don't have to try them all. Um, you can try one and keep repeating it. The, all of these ideas are ones you can use over and over again. So, And as Marcia said, it doesn't have to be a complicated presentation, a single slide, um, and you can get things rolling and get students engaged. I also was wondering, you know, when we talk about the tired teacher and what they wrote about is it concerned me Yes, they're working too hard, maybe grading too much. So we might consider that in the next episode. Um, we, we don't have to grade everything. And we know that this year we not might not be, re, be able to teach every single standard that we taught in person. And, and we have to give ourselves permission to um, make sure we're meeting students' needs and that we're not just getting through the curriculum. But I was wondering, Debbie, uh, we, we started kind of a self- Check, care check-in on our AMA mentors Twitter and I was just wondering um, what things you've been doing that maybe you hadn't done in a while that have been helping you with um, well um, your self-care fortunately I've been um, able to get out um, a little bit more and get outside um, you know our air quality has been poor here in California but um, I have been able to get outside um, go for a walk um, it also helps me a lot to, as Marcia points out, she and I are really good friends. It helps me a lot to call on my friends because I will admit there are some days when it is very difficult um, because I really do miss that contact um, with other people. And I consider myself somewhat of an introvert. So it's odd for me to realize that I really do miss those day-to-day -day interactions, um, maybe just with um, store employees and, and things like that. It's, it's just, it's difficult. Um, another thing is, you know, actually sometimes just putting up the zoom faces and just chatting with, um, my university students for a little bit before class starts really, um, helps me feel more, um, connected. So those are some of the things that I'm doing as well as, you know, candles and, um, those kinds of, uh, aromatherapy sorts of things really, seem to help me too. Um, so if you're doing a self-care check-in, we, we do want to start that back up on Twitter. So if you will um, mention us and we will mention you um, as a way to check in and make sure that you're taking care of yourself, tell us what you're doing on a daily basis and we will respond. Marsha, what are some of the things that you've been doing? Well, yesterday I was gifted a self-care um, bath package. It's um, one of my colleagues said, come over, I've got something for you. And it was a, um, you know, we had our masks on, of course, but it was a, you know, some special kind of bar of soap and a mask and something else. I think little gifts. Um, we ordered postcards to send in the mail to our uh, teachers and to students. Um, I have been getting out, like today, I was like, I just went and walked one lap on the track for a break. 
and that really does seem to work with me. Um, but I'm excited to take that bath and somebody brought brightened my day. I want to pay it forward. I want to pay it forward. I want to brighten someone's day. And so I'm going to end on that. Okay. Brighten someone's day. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, remember, if you have a question, go ahead and send it to us. Uh, direct message us on Twitter at AMA Mentors. Email us, amamentorspodcast at gmail.com, or send us a voice memo of your questions to amamentorspodcast at gmail.com. And if you try one of these strategies that we suggested today, or if you tried a strategy from episode one, please send a voice memo to us at amamentorspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to feature your feedback on the air. So if you try a strategy, go ahead and email us and let us know. Thanks so much. See you soon.